Thank you for tuning in to Spiritual Debriefing from First Baptist Church Hawassi, a podcast about Christian men living a Christian life in a very unchristian world. With your hosts, Daniel Meadows, Derek Fisher, Randy Bryson, Jed Harris, and me, Ray Taggart. Welcome to Spiritual Debriefing. I am one of your hosts, Brother Daniel Meadows, youth pastor at First Baptist Hawassi. With me, as always, is... I'm Randy. Hi, Randy. Hi, Jed. And I'm Jed. (laughs) And I'm also your host. (laughs) I'm Derek. Hi, Derek. Hey, Randy. Hey, Derek. Hey, Ray. And then I'm Ray. Yes, you are, Ray. The the fifth host of the show. <laughs> so I'm staring at a bunch of other not hostesses. They're little Debbies, but whatever. <laughs> um, and I'll do the obligatory. Yeah, please like and subscribe to the podcast and share it with your family and friends and pass it around and help us get the word out to those who, you know, might find this helpful to them. All right. Maybe send us some uh, topics. Hey, so with uh, Thanksgiving happening... We're going to talk about being thankful, and so I'm going to pass this over to um, Randy, and he's going to facilitate, lead, guide, discuss with, I don't know, whatever you want to do. I'm Just glad take you it. broke it down. Cause I was yeah, because I'm like those big words, <laughs> yeah. that master degree. Calm, I got calm it back down. Calm I got that master's. Just throw it in the middle of the table. We'll yeah. all take a bite yeah. and go on. That's right. <laughs> it's already full in the middle. <laughs> So how we doing? We had a good week, boys? Yeah. It's I'm cold. Good. You're cold? Yeah. No. I'm cold. Oh. I'm still in shorts. I, I don't know. know what you're talking about. <laughs> you are, are you in sandals too still? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait till tomorrow. Uh, I mean, Derek it, won't get out of bed. <laughs> I don't want to get out of bed in the morning. It's, it, it is 40 degrees still, so. Mm, yeah. Makes ain't that cold. You're bringing the desert kid out here. It's cold. <laughs> I'll give you like Monday or Tuesday. I can't remember. It was it was pretty chilly. I even wore my overalls to work. So. Mm. Tomorrow though, what well, tomorrow the lows in the teens, ain't it? I think so. They said we'd be struggling to hit freezing mark. <laughs> hey, I'll just tell you, I'm glad we ain't in upstate New York. Did you see that? Me too. No, no, <laughs> right. so, yeah. no, no, what did that mean? Sorry. So their their regular snowfall right now is thirty six inches in a twenty four hour period, and they're predicting seventy inches of snow. Wow! In a twenty four hour period starting tonight. Well, they're still all quarantined, anyways. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, upstate's where all the ranchers are. Yeah, you know. So think about that. Mm-hmm. that all right, if you put it that way, cool, man. I'm yeah. sorry. For <laughs> They're not going to be able to see their cows. Nope. <laughs> They're nope. all in the barn. <laughs> right. We hope. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No. So anyway, I was I was talking with the guys, and I come across a pretty good question, and I, I thought this would go pretty good with uh, Thanksgiving coming up here. Um, what if you woke up this morning and had only the things you thank God for yesterday? Any input on that, boys? Hmm. Hmm. Well, I mean, at least I'd have my family, my house, you know, that stuff. I, I do try to be, you know, say a, a thankful prayer every morning for that. 
And uh, Wendy also gives me a little trouble about that because I usually throw that into our dinner prayer and just, you know, thank him for all kinds of stuff. She's like, you know, you don't have to catch up on your prayer life at dinner. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to make sure it's, you know, a little faster than the uh, Bart Simpson, you know, rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub, yay yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> That's a... Uh, kind of puts it in perspective of our it, prayer lives and it does. what a, you're thankful for yeah. most of the time. And Go ahead, Derek. I will start. It's going to be a little different. You know, I'm still thankful for all the things that I got to. I mean, it's the family, the house, jobs, you know. But, you know, the, when I, when you asked me that question, I was really thinking about the last couple of days. And I'm actually thankful for some of the men in my life, you know. And I can go back to just being, like, the childhood age. And that's what I thought about. I, you know, we grew up at, you know, in a Baptist church and we had some good men in that and a good pastor that we were friends with. And he was a good, uh, you know, kind of a role model to look up to, you know, at a young age. And then I remember when we first got married, our, our church started a sister church in the town that we moved in. And uh, we, me and my wife started going there. And the one guy that sticks in my head the most, his name is Jeff Benner. He was a pastor there, or he still is. And, you know, just a, just a really good role model for me at being just married and, you know, who, who do you follow? You know, who do you look up to? And I remember we first had Autumn and, uh, First night we brought her home, she was just crying constantly, like nonstop crying, like she still does. But uh, she was nonstop, like we didn't know. We're, I mean, we're like new parents. I was about to say that explains a lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. We had no idea. We had, you know, we didn't know, you know. Then who do who do you call, you know? And so we called, you know, uh, our pastor's family, and you know, I know my wife talked to. Uh, her name's Connie, and talk to Connie, and like, what do we do? Like, we're we're like freaking out. She won't stop crying, you know. But they they you know, I, I want to believe they came. They even came over and just kind of just comfort us and be like, you know, everything's gonna be okay. This is what they do, you know. Uh, and he has and he has three kids, and we got to see all three of his kids grow up too, and and being that role model of a of a, of a father of a Christian man, um, he was, uh, you know, he had to work and, and be a pastor. And what do you guys call that by vocational? By vocational. Yeah. So he had to do that too. And, and all the time and the effort of raising kids and I, you know, trying to start a church and all the stress and it's always just, was just a good spirit, you know. Uh, we became really good good friends. I mean, we still uh, text each other, and, you know, we always have, like, a little inside joke, and I always told him, I'm like, you're killing me. And I can text him that right now, be like, you're killing me. He knows exactly who texts him. Um, so that's, you know, that's what I'm thankful for is, you know, people like that in my life. And... We've gone on camping trips with them. 
and somebody to show me how to raise our kids and still be involved in the church and, you know, just, just, you know, just walking with God. So, I, I mean, that's one of the things that I'm thankful for. And, and, you know, and through the life, too, I've had, I mean, just a handful of good men, you know. Even growing up, too, I had a, I had a buddy uh, that, I, you know, he taught me how to hunt. I went hunting with him as a kid. And, uh, he, I mean, he's just a great, just a great man. And, you know, we still talk and we still, I still need to get up to his place and hunt. But I'm probably going to be next year. I wanted to go this year, but it's just not going to work out. But when you asked me that question, that's what I thought about, was just some of the, the some of those guys in my life. And, you know, sometimes I wish I wasn't such a bonehead back then, too, and and kind of listened more. Um, you know, we, we talk about the teenage kids, and, you know, they, they think they know everything already. And I sit back and reflect on that, and sometimes I felt like that. You know, I was that person, too. You know, I thought I knew everything, and we had these great men in my life that were, you know, guiding us, and you know, guiding me and teaching me. And, and sometimes I thought, well, I, already, I know how to do all this. I know, I know what I'm doing. Well, in reality, I didn't, you know. But when you get to sit back and, and look at your life now and you see some of those people that you had in your life, that's, that's what I'm thankful for. So, yeah, a little different, but... Not really. I mean, it, I've got the same. I've got a lot of men I need to appreciate in my life and be thankful for. I mean, I'll stem. I'll <clears throat> I'll throw this out there, real quick. I thank the jail for giving me confidence as starting at a young age, because younger, your wife will attest. I was <laughs> quiet and shy and didn't say a whole lot. Really. You know? Yes. Wow. Surprises me. That broke me there at the jail. And that's all I'm going to say about that. They gave me good confidence. Other than that, I didn't forget them. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but no, moving on into that, you know, you kind of move into different things in your life. And, you know, y'all heard the story about Mike and myself starting the class up, and it was just him and me in there. Mm-hmm. Well, building me up from him, I mean, Mike was, you know, pretty thankful for him being in my life or I probably wouldn't be you know going back through all this stuff here and then that throws in you know Jim my father-in-law he you know of course marrying his daughter he showed me a lot of patience in life because I was just a you know hot-headed deputy wanting to do everything else in life and showing me the patience so I mean we had good you know good times with the patience there and then just moving into doing all this men's stuff and then growing with you guys. I mean, friends come and go, man. But, you know, when they're legit friends, they, they stick with you. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we've been friends for a little bit here, so I haven't seen you all leave yet. But <laughs> I, I think getting back into this men's group, I'm regaining that confidence because usually I, I'll, I'll tell you, Show me how to do it first, and then I'll get to it, you know? Right, right. <laughs> now it's like, ah, if I screw up, who cares? Let's try it again. Yeah. You know, I'll listen. So getting back into this, I mean, you guys are giving me more confidence than I ever had. I mean, you guys give me all these tasks and everything, and I'm like, ah, that's easy. Let's do it, you know? <laughs> right. So, I mean, 
So, yeah, going down memory lane there, there's a lot of good men mm-hmm. that's come up in my life that I brought my need. And, of course, I'm going to throw this out there with it just because this falls in line. It says God doesn't give you the people you want. He gives you the people you need to help you, to hurt you, to leave, to leave you, to love you, and to make you the person you were meant to be. So, along the lines, God's put certain people in your life to put you in where you're at today. Yeah, and then sometimes we need to listen to those people too. Oh yeah, you know. I agree. And we could we could we could spend all night really just thanking people. You know, mm-hmm. you go back and just think of all the men, and you're like, man, I could be here all night just thanking everybody. But yeah. you know, it's not an Oscar, so I can't be like, oh yeah, yeah I appreciate yeah. this or NASCAR. <laughs> Only got thank you ten good seconds, year. <laughs> right? <No. laughs> I know I missed a lot of people, but you know, no. <laughs> but, right. Yeah. Oh, man! As I, as I, I think back, and you know, Ray, like you said, you thank your, you thank them for your family, and mm-hmm. and I do, man, on a daily basis, and um, you know, when you when you're staring at your wife through a window, laying in a hospital bed uh, because of COVID, man, that. Like, you're already grateful for her, but when when they pull through something like that, you're even more grateful to have her another day. And that uh, faith faith grows pretty strong there because oh, you answer prayers. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and so there's, like, there's no doubt I, th- I thank God for, for my family daily, but I thank him for the opportunity to get to serve them in a way I never thought I would. You know, when ministry is not something that a lot of people just go, hey, I think I'm just going to go be a pastor now. Like, it it is a calling. Um, Being a pastor is probably the hardest job I've ever done, even as a youth pastor. Uh, Harder than working in the jail. Harder than... Throwing hay bales harder than driving T post harder than working. You know, I mean, being a being a on church staff as a youth pastor is probably the hardest thing um, ever. And and but I thank God for the opportunity because it's like you said in that quote, Randy, especially the last part. He he gives you the people you need to help you to hurt you. And that's the hardest one to understand mm-hmm. because in times in ministry, you will get hurt and to understand that God put them in your way for a purpose. I didn't know what that purpose was, but obviously it was to come up here. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I was content and happy in South Arkansas. I loved it. I don't know why God let stuff happen that he did, but I thank him that he did. Because mm-hmm. if he didn't, I wouldn't have ever come up here. And then I wouldn't have ever been at this church for, what, four years in April? You know, and so, yeah, Randy. Oh, that's uh, cute. <laughs> a little hard. Since you, yeah, you guys can't see. Randy just threw a heart to me. 
Um, <laughs> the biggest feller here too. Yeah, he's he's got the biggest heart. Yeah, uh, he's a big teddy bear. Yeah, but, I got a hug for you once. Yeah, that's all. I appreciate it. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's re- like that's what I thank God for on a daily basis. It's just the fact that He allows me to spend another day serving Him in ministry, even though it's as a bivocational pastor. You know, because I mean, I couldn't do it on my own. There ain't no way I could do it on my own. I've tried it. <laughs> and I failed. So, you know, I heard too. And I always, I, I always wanted to ask you this. Uh, and it, it's probably, I think it's kind of true, but maybe it's not. Do you think you feel that being a pastor is one of the loneliest positions? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it, it is. It's, you know, like I said, it's the hardest one I've ever done. Hardest job. Um, I don't like calling it a job. It's a calling. It's the hardest calling I've mm-hmm. ever done. Um, but it's the loneliest. And, and, and I'll explain why. Um, at least this is the way I, I yeah. see it. And, and I think a lot of pastors I've talked to, they see it the same way. Our, our people that we serve, um, they'll talk about a lot of things, right, amongst each other. Mm-hmm but they hardly ever come talk to the pastor. Um, They go do a lot of things together, but they hardly ever call the pastor. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. A a lot of times, um, in in my last church and this church has been good to me about including me in things. Mm -hmm. You know, like you guys do good at, at saying, hey, just come over. Of course, Taylor works different than me. To me, that means, hey, I can come over whenever I want. Right. You know, Taylor wants a schedule. Yeah. Uh, and, and my last church was the same way as you guys are. Very much, hey, just come over. Um, we'll hang out. We'll do whatever. A lot of times it was sitting around the bonfire. But the first couple of churches I was at, it was just, I mean, I was I was single too. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't have nobody to hang out with. So I was sitting at home alone yeah. a lot for the first four or five years of doing church ministry. You know, so it, it, it's a lonely, be, being a pastor, if you're out there, being a pastor is a lonely job. Yeah. If, sorry if, I brought that up. I just, I was no, just curious. No, but <laughs> that changed no, the whole subject. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. Um, and and I think, because I've, I've been, I've been a pastor, and then I've been not a pastor, you know, mm-hmm. and I spent two years away from the ministry because I didn't understand that whole God puts people in your path to hurt you for a reason sometimes. Um, and even once I still got here, I mean, I still struggled with it. But um, I think a lot of times what we do, and even when I was out of the ministry, we think, oh, he's too busy. We don't want to bother him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, there's there's a hundred different people in the church he doesn't have time for me or, or he doesn't have time to come hang out with us or, um, you know, and I'll just tell you, for me, that's not true. Um, and this is what I've told the students. If you got something going, let me know. And and I'm going to try everything I can to be there. You know, like down in Bradley, I went to pick shows, man. Mm-hmm. I drove, I drove to Texarkana from Bradley, which is a 45-minute drive, to watch a pig show right. on a Tuesday night. <laughs> you know, I mean, I didn't just go and watch it. I went and helped them work it. Mm. I, I walked their 
pig while they were showing one pig i walked the other one to the the washing station and i washed your pig for them and you know i mean i mean i didn't go just to sit in the stands and watch i went to help them yeah you know and and that's the same thing i've told these you know i've told the same thing to these kids Mm -hmm. let me know like i want to come i want to come watch i mean i've I went and watched Haley wrestle. And, yeah, I think you went you to know, our foreign exchange students play last yeah, year. Yeah, I went to both of them. Mm-hmm. To both of them. And, yep. and, and I mean, that, you know, like the pastor, yeah, the pastor has a family. They may be times where they can't do everything. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you it's going to make a difference. I remember when I was a kid playing football. <clears throat> I'd look up in the stands, and it wasn't my parents, the first person I saw. I knew my parents were there. It didn't matter. Every home game, my parents were there. The one that stood out to me was my pastor, my youth pastor, that was sitting in the stands. That's what stood out to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's why I'm like, hey, you got something going on. Let's let's do it. You know, like like you, you're on horses. Hey, let's go watch. I'm game. No, I know you're hunting fish anytime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, like. So the struggle is real, but so are the blessings. Yeah, right. Oh, oh right. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's thankful for those things. And, and that's that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah, the struggle's real. The struggle's there, but the blessings, man, those those far outweigh. And that's what I'm thankful for. You're, yeah. You're in ministry, and, and a lot of pastors won't tell you they're thankful for the struggles. But it's if you don't have the struggles – it doesn't shape you into who you are. Right. There, there's, I, I don't care. There's no pastor out there that says they got shaped without any struggles. You ask any pastor and they'll tell you they went through hard times. And if there's one that says they didn't, man, they're lying. They're lying. Well, and that goes for everybody too. Yeah, oh, well, I mean, yeah, really, yeah ab- absolutely. Yeah. And so I, I just don't want, I don't want somebody who's feeling that calling into ministry going, oh, well, if there's struggles, I don't want to do it. Mm. You know, because I'm telling you, if you're feeling that calling, don't ignore it, man. Because right. that blessing outweighs those struggles. And, and, and those struggles are going to come. I mean, they started coming here. But, dude, when you get guys around you and the blessings show up and you got guys who hold up your, your hands like, like Moses had, you know, and, and, and support you and push you and got your back like like what, what I wound up getting here, um, those, those blessings come. Man. Sorry, we, we went into yeah, talking. Sorry. Now it's the judge's turn on. We apologize, <laughs> we, Judge. We, we were talking about being thankful, and we got talking into ministry and answering but, callings. And, but I where mean, I wanted to go with all this was I told Derek, I said, I want people or situations, bad or good. I want just stories that we can sit here and reflect off each other to help shape us and well, how thankful we are. Mm-hmm. You know, and, it, and it's... I know Derek relates everything back to law enforcement, and I sorry, and I, and I I get it, I get it because I I did the jail for a couple years, and and I was raised up in law enforcement fire service, but you know I I go everything back to rodeo and in the Western way of life, man. Those struggles when you get bucked off the horse, what do you do? You get back on and you ride, you know, and and that's all it is. You face those struggles in life. You face those struggles in ministry, whatever it is, because they're coming. No matter what you do, they're coming. You get bucked off, you get back on, and you ride off. You know, if if you get bucked off on those struggles, 
and you give up and you walk away, it's like when you're riding a horse, you get bucked off, you walk away from that horse, that horse won. That horse don't got to do nothing else except buck you off every time. That's all it's got to do now, and it's golden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's life. That's life right there. Well, other than Jesus being the perfect person, would you want a perfect person trying to teach you something? No. Because they haven't struggled. They haven't well, seen. They don't know what's going. They've just... But, it, everything's been smooth for them. So, so but, struggle is great. E- even though... Well, and, and here's what... Jesus was perfect, yes. But did Jesus also not face struggles? He right. faced struggles. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so... And, and I think that's the thing is... Is Jesus in his perfection understood what we would go through? And so he was... You know... I think if any one of us was perfect, we'd be like, I'm perfect, tough luck. That's luck. right. Try to figure it out on your own. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? That would be how it would go. But that's, I mean, that's God's sovereignty, though. Mm-hmm. And the fact in his perfection is willing to teach us through it. So. I just caught that little glimpse that I just had to throw it out no, there. No, I love that. <laughs> no, no, that's great. That's great. Keep. What, what are you thankful for, Judd? I'm thankful, just kind of like Derek, just to. Mostly family back in growing up as a kid. I had the great privilege of spending a lot of time with my mother's uncle. Uh, They didn't have kids, so a lot of summers we spent in Rogers with them. He was retired JAG officer out of World War II. Uh, Got to serve on the... He was a founding member of the Supreme Court for state of kansas wow so i like history and i mean he taught me right through a lot of history and stuff and being a attorney and a judge i got to see a lot of right and wrong and got and it that helped me it really did you wouldn't think a eight-year-old kid pay a whole lot of attention to a guy like that but i paid a lot of attention we spent a lot of time together lots of long talks and and then I just, after that, of course, my grandpa, great Christian man, deacon, spent a lot of time with him. We'd be traveling. We'd go camping and stuff and got a lot of good stuff from him. And then just when I got old enough to start working around 13, 14 years old, I was always hanging around with somebody that was 10 years older than me. So... They've they've already went through the mess up, so I got to skip a lot of mess ups. <laughs> I tend to do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like I've said, y'all are just my older brothers, <laughs> and then that one what? weird old cousin over there. Yeah, I, was, I was sitting here thinking, here I am, the oldest one of this bunch by yeah. far. <laughs> yeah, but yep, I, but, he's, the, he's the uncle. <laughs> I, I surround myself with older men to learn. You know what I mean. Well, yeah. well and, I think it's I've a been, wise decision because it worked well for and, me, I think. Well, so and I've, far. Always, I've always done that because I'm just an old soul anyways. Well, it's just like sports, too. Yeah. You know, a lot of the, You hang around the better yeah, you to do. get better. Yeah, you, you, you go play an age, you know, higher than you yeah. so you can get better. I mean, from, yeah. a, from a young age, I always hung out with the older. Yeah, I did, too. I, I never liked people my age, like I said. I, I run with a few my age, but, I mean, for the most part, it was always somebody at least 10 to 
sometimes 30 years older than me. <laughs> I sit in my recliner and watch Gunsmoke and Bonanza and drink black coffee. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. just an old soul <laughs> at 32 years old. <laughs> But I thought it was a great thing because I'm I got to see the other people hear from yeah. them their real life struggles, so I got to skip it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry to cut you off, Jeff. That's all right. <laughs> it's Ray's turn now. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, talking about what you actually are thankful for, what I forget to be thankful for, you know, because like I said at the beginning, I every day I thank God for my family, my immediate family, you know, my wife and daughter and everything, and. And um, every now and again, I remember to thank him for the church that he's helped us find here, you know. But going back, I mean, I'm definitely th- very thankful for my father, who I had, and who is a, a, a good role model for me in many ways that he could be. Um, you know, he, he actually had a chronic illness as well and was diagnosed for almost as long as I can remember. But he was also a farmer, too. So he had that farmer mentality and attitude and there's nothing that's too big there's nothing you can't do you just get into it and if you need help you find the right person to help you out and you know i was actually just joking around the other day with with my daughter about uh i can't remember why she said it but she said something about she's like oh i'd I'd love to go up on the roof with you i was like you don't get to come up on the roof with me until we're going to reshingle a roof and then you can help me out and she's like i'd love to reshingle a roof with you she's eight (laughs) I'm like, you wouldn't, but because I've actually done that. I had to do that with my father because he was, even though he was sick, he was like, all right, we're going to reshingle our house and I'm going to do it. And I can't carry the stacks up and down the ladder. So you're going to do that for me while I do the roof. And at the time, I wasn't very thankful for that. But it's the attitude that it's given me to, to, to this day where if a problem comes along, I, I'm always like, all right, well, let's just. Let's open it up. Let's take it apart. Let's see if we can fix it. I mean, it's already broken. We can't do much worse at this point. And uh, and I was his hands. You know, that's it's the difference between what you see in a lot of the the you know kind of videos or whatever you want to call mocking it, where it's like, oh yeah, help your dad work on the car, hold the flashlight. Well, no, he held the flashlight and then told me what nut to turn and what <laughs> bolt to take out and how to do this and how to do that. So, you know, being grateful for him but also in a way kind of grateful for the illness that he had because it forced him to teach me in a different way than I think you know I may have been taught and then also had to step up and take responsibility early now as we talked about in a previous past uh, podcast that didn't go so well for a while because I <laughs> ran away from it but it also prepared me now for my wife who also has a chronic illness that you know I didn't know that when I married her and it just so happens she does but it's I think without having gone through it as a child, I don't know how I would be dealing with it now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and it, it's not like it's, oh, it's just fine. It's no big deal. I mean, it's a struggle, but I'm also thankful for that too because I think without her illness, I wouldn't be saved. And without her illness, I wouldn't actually be stepping into the, the role of the man that I am because I was, you know, I was definitely not a responsible man for a, quite a long time. I was the opposite. And so it's, it's hard, again hard to say, but being thankful for, for the people in my life who have had the struggles that they've had and what it's helped teach me and helped me, forced me almost to, to become and to do so. And, you know, with my wife, my wife's illness and health, it's been, she's been my rock for my, you know, uh, biblical learning and study. Cause that's, you know, she can't go out and do all the things we used to do. So now 
instead of just sitting around and watching a you know a, another random movie about the same old thing over and over again a lot of times we're like well let's let's do a bible study let's watch this pastor let's learn a little bit about this or learn a little bit more about that and and I definitely, I know I would not be doing that without her. If it wasn't her, it'd be all Die Hard movies and, you know, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone and all that, because that's all, you know, that's just what I slip into without her. So I'm really grateful for for some of the hardest things in my life. I'm, I'm still actually quite grateful for them. So being grateful for where we're at and excited where we're going. I was, yeah. Um, I was, I was going to read that First Thessalonians, and I see you have it written down over there. Here, go ahead. <laughs> no, you go ahead and read no. it, and then I'll I'll share something that I was going to go with that. All right, you're going out of turn here. That was my last thing. Well, I I know, but this <laughs> just because as we I'm talk joking, as we talk down. about it's weird. It's not highlighted in blue. <laughs> I know I didn't know the order because nothing's highlighted there. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> anyway, First Thessalonians five sixteen through eighteen says, "Rejoice always, pray continually." Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you and Jesus Christ. So, as I think on that verse, and, and I've I've read that verse and I've taught that verse so many times. And as I sit and think over the last, really the last two and a half years of us really trying to have kids, I've learned to be thankful even though we can't mm-hmm. and that's hard to think about you know um, I think for all of us our desire was to be a dad right we wanted to have kids to to raise up and to throw footballs with they're to hunt and fish oh, with yeah. you know and and to to read that verse, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. You know that doesn't say give thanks in the good times, right? Or when things go the way you want it to. And that's been the hardest struggle over the last couple of years. I've done the praying continually. I still pray that God will allow us to have kids. But to be thankful in this time of waiting for the answer, that's where the struggle's been. And I've had to learn that, how to be thankful. How how do you be thankful when God doesn't answer right then? You know, as we enter this time of Thanksgiving, how do you be thankful when God doesn't answer your prayer right away? I think it's tough, but you just got to go back on your faith that the timing is his, his, and it, that's it. Right, everything, that's, that's, everything's I mean, in his hands. It is. I mean, and that's exactly what the end of the verse says because this is God's will for you, mm-hmm. right? And but that's what's hard to understand. Well, this kind of goes back on our last one a little it bit. It does. It's the simplicity. We got to die into ourselves and go back into our faith. It, it is. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. but you know, because I know there's those people sitting there going, "How can I be thankful in times of struggles?" You know, I mean, look, I've been there. I'm there now. I get it. Struggles make you grow, some form or fashion. But I'm just telling you, you got to be thankful in the struggles because, mm-hmm. like we said earlier, the blessings are better on the other other end. 
Well, I've had – in my life, of course, you all know, nobody else does, but I'm remarried. And I went through a really tough time in my life. And, of course, me getting myself back to God kind of led me away from that situation I was in. Wasn't really my choice, but anyway, it did. And it led me back to church. And then I met Lisa, and thank God for her because she's got a really good heart and a really good faith. And we dated for two or three years. And about the first thing we'd done when we finally got serious, we started going to church. And we searched for churches and churches, and we ended up here. We're we're thankful for that, too, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing how God works, though. It is. It really is. And and that's how you can sit back and and when you look at your life, you know, and that's when you're thankful for those things and and those struggles. Yeah. Because you're like, God, I was struggling then, and now look at, you know, you said you you count your blessings. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and it, you know, it kind of, I was thinking too, you know, I brought up men that I was thankful for, but, you know, I'm going to bring up my mom. I was thankful for her. You know, she had me when she was in high school, you know, and you know how we're dealing with all of this abortion stuff. And, but, you know, that was a struggle for her. And, you know, she was a good role model in my life too, because she was the one that showed me how to love and, you know, and, and compassion. But, you know, and she, she passed away when she was 42 years old you know, of a brain tumor, and, you know, now that, you know, I'm 41, yeah, I almost, well, I'll be 41 in a couple months, uh, you know, you just kind of think of that and be like, man, you know, I just appreciate, you know, their struggles they dealt with, and I appreciate, you know, my mom, uh, she, she was like a strong woman, you know, and that's, I don't think we can, I, it's hard for us to go through life without a strong woman, right? Yeah. Really, I mean, you know, I had a strong mom, and, uh, you know, my wife now, she's a strong woman, too. And she put up with a lot. <laughs> so, you know, and she's still here, you know. And that's I'm thankful for the, you know, the, the two women that are, that, that are, you know, were in my life, or still is. You know, my mom's not, but I really do, you know, thank her and then my wife now. Now it gets got me thinking. You know, <laughs> well, it's it's not a happy <clears throat> it's not happy people who are thankful. It's thankful people who are happy. Mm-hmm. I will agree. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then one, you bring up your mom. I, this one here, to the world, you may be just one person, but to that one person, you may be the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That brings. You imagine if we looked it. at that every day, everyone that we came in contact with. Be a whole different story, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. We got, you got, you got something, Ray. I know you do. You're like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Give me the mic. 
I don't want to constantly be taking it away, oh, but okay. <clears throat> that's, you know, that's what we were talking about last night. We need to get more microphones. Mm-hmm. We'll get there, though. I don't even know if anybody <laughs> listening. We've been, we've been talking about that for a while. Yeah. I don't know if anybody actually realizes because we kind of cut out a lot of the blank spaces, but we're short the microphones. So we're always trying to pass one around. <laughs> Five <laughs> like, hosts, four microphones. Yep. Yep. Who gets to talk? Yeah. So if somebody's quiet for a while, that explains it, right? Um, <laughs> Except unless it's Jed. He's just, <laughs> just fine. <laughs> yep. But it's it the 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 I think being being thankful in the hard times actually makes you even more grateful when there are good times too. It's it is difficult to get into and understand, but with actually a true faith and a true relationship with Jesus. It's something I, I know now that I didn't know before is that even though there's struggles and incredibly difficult times, I've I've always been happy. I've always been thankful and grateful for everything that's going on. I mean, you know, we moved what over three thousand miles to to get here, right where we are. And this is practically the closest church to where we ended up moving. We didn't necessarily pick the spot. It was kind of like throwing a dart at the map. And it was not an easy move, and we literally had to, you know, we, we as they say, we burned our ships behind us because we couldn't do nothing, even still to this day. It, it cost us every single thing we sent we had to get here, plus a bunch we didn't have. And and we're still, you know, I'm totally grateful for where I am. I'm incredibly, you know, just just thankful that this is where I've ended up. I love Arkansas so far. I mean, it's just what's not to love about it. And the people I've met and the people who are around me now, it's actually, uh, again, thankful for you guys here and this, for this church as well, because it's, it's better than it was out there. So we, you know, we're, we're struggling out there and it was rough and it was a lot of hard work. And then out of nowhere, all of a sudden had to just pull up stakes and go and ended up in this place. And I don't want to say it's easier, but the whole time I've just had this peace to me because I've known and I've constantly said, I'm like, all right, Lord, I know this is your plan. I know that you're doing something here. I don't know what it is. I don't know where we're going. And, and I don't know if this is it or if it's something else later. I mean, maybe this is the, you know, why it all happened. So we could, I could be here. I could be at this church and be doing what I'm doing now. You know, if, if you would have told me a year ago, I'd be leading a men's ministry study on Sunday nights and doing a podcast on every other Thursday. I no, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? That's all of our reactions. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. doesn't make any sense at all. But it's and it was a bunch of struggle that got me to this point. It wasn't it wasn't a bunch of great things happening all over the place. I mean, you know, we literally got the you gotta move out letter from our landlord, you know, a week or two before Christmas. So, you know, that's a great Christmas present. It's just, again, we weren't happy about it. And, and I kind of drive my wife a little insane sometimes because I never get angry about that stuff. I never get stressed out about that stuff. To me, it's just like, a, like you were saying, Randy, all right, let's do it. What's, what's, how are we going to do this? Yeah. Let's, let's find it out. I mean, <laughs> exactly. I mean, how, how many, and when we started trying to figure out, okay, how do we move off the island here? Well, we don't have enough money to move off the island here. I said, well, I'm just going to, ask my job if they can loan me the money and it's not the type of thing you normally get to go to your job and say hey i need to like borrow like you know <laughs> like a 30 year salary practically to, to move can you help me out and uh they were like yeah yeah we can so i mean the again i give that up to god i'm thankful for them but i'm also grateful for god for for 
putting all these people, they're not even saved, but they don't have to be for God to work through them. You know, yeah, that's right. You read yeah. the Bible, there's a whole bunch of stuff Say he does with people time. who yeah. aren't saved. Yeah. You never know <clears throat> what the person that you're, who you're interacting with or the people you're interacting with, even if they're not in your church, could be leading you to, as long as you keep God, as long as you keep Jesus right with you and, uh, and be thankful for everything. You know, I'm not going to say you're going to get to a better place, but you're going to get to where you need to be. So I just thought of this question. Can you be thankful without being happy? And if so, how do you do that? Because, I mean, First Thessalonians says, give thanks in all circumstances. You're not happy in all circumstances. Right? But you still got to be thankful. Could always be worse. <laughs> could always be worse. <laughs> I always say it could always be better. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought of that question. But maybe you don't have to be happy within that, that time period. You can be happy when it's over because you've right. grown through that point. Yeah. And, and I would put a bet down that there isn't a single person who's not saved who is thankful when they're not happy. I think I, you could put that straight down the line. There are people who are saved who probably are happy in their struggles, who are thankful in their difficulties. But I don't know if you could find a single lost person who would be happy and thankful in their struggle, because who are they thanking? Yeah. Well, I mean, happiness is built off of feelings and emotions, right? I mean, I'm not necessarily happy that we can't have kids, but I'm thankful in the hard times right now. You know what I mean? No, I do know what you mean. And so it's like, just because happiness is built off of emotions, I feel happy, you know? I am thankful. There's a difference. I mean, there is a difference. And I think you can be not happy and thankful. Right. I just don't, I don't want our listeners to think, oh, because I'm not happy, I can't be thankful right now. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can definitely not be happy, but still be thankful in your, in whatever you're going through. I think as well, and Derek, you could probably answer to this, but I wouldn't doubt anybody who's in law enforcement and or military. There's probably plenty of times where you are in what they call the suck and you can still be incredibly thankful for the people who are around you and they're with you, yeah. struggling through it with you. Yep. So that's another, you know, a, a good example, because I, I can't exactly compare it, but there's been numerous times where it's, you know, one in the morning, working hard to get, again, got the coffee farm processing coffee till the wee hours, you know, the sun's practically coming up before I get home, but I am happy and thankful for the people who are right there with me working just as hard as I am and getting it done and seeing the progress that comes from it and knowing that, you know, this is, we're bringing in the harvest. We're making this amazing coffee out of it and doing all the things that need to be done because you could wait till morning, but then you're letting it ferment. You're letting the flavor change. You're letting it lose quality. So, I mean, you know, there are people who are lazy and they don't, they don't care. They'll harvest it. They'll just let it sit on the deck. And in the morning there's fruit flies and maggots and it smells fermented and it's, you know, Smells like you're making wine, and you can go ahead and process then, and that stuff's cheap. 
But if you want the good stuff, you got to take care of it right away. Is that what Starbucks uses? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to tie this one in here with you guys because I think it's going the same direction. When asked if my cup is half full or half empty, my response is, I'm just thankful I have a cup. Ooh. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Mike's, uh, Mike's half full. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Water. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It is. It is. I see? can see it. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like a quarter full now. A quarter full. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but you're right, though. I mean, Ray, you brought up that, you know, that law enforcement military. You know, when I first started, uh, <clears throat> that was at the time that we had hiring freezes, no overtime, only paid comp time. You know, uh, and I work swing shift most of my career. You know, I think the first year I worked graveyard, but where the uh, where that struggle came is during swing shift. You know, all the time it's they're shorthand. We're shorthanded, so it was always stay over, stay over. Can you please? Can we have two or three officers stay over shift and help graves? You know, so we're staying till two, three o'clock in the morning, or if we got. If we got a shooting or something like that, we're there all night, you know, or, you know, and it was, I was thankful for the, for the other officers that I worked with because like you said, you know, you, you lead it to the farming or harvesting and, you know, we had one goal in mind too, you know, it was, you know, it was pretty much just to protect and serve. And that's what we did. We, we served the public and, and, you know, every time we got that message over MDC was two or three officers stay over, and we're like, mm, I don't want to. But I don't want I don't want two graveyard officers out there by themselves. And so we would step up, and, yeah, we'll stay, we'll stay. And it was good. I mean, I was thankful, and we got the job done. So, yeah, you're right. That's a struggle, and it's still a struggle out there for those guys right now. They're shorthanded like no other um so you know they're they're putting in the long hours and the hard work and the sacrifice to 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 protect and serve us mm -hmm. and they got a hand tied behind their back now oh they got a hand tied behind their back as well and and you know and and the and the and the one that really suffers the the most is their family you know they're away from their family all the time you know and to help other people yep. right to help other people um, so yeah, I mean, I give thanks for those guys and ladies. Yep. Yeah. Military and police. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. Oh, every first responder. Uh, yeah. yeah first all the first responders. Yep. 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 Absolutely. So we're I'm thankful for them. You know, we we get to sleep at night and yeah. in peace. Yep. And we know they're gonna always be there. You know. Yep. So. I don't know how many times running the ambulance it was nothing for us to work three days in a row. Yeah, you know, three twenty-four hour shifts in a row is what I mean. Yeah, but you guys had a bed. Well, you know, we had a cop car. You're not really sleeping in that. <laughs> yeah, no, you no, yeah, we well. know. We you guys are, we know. You guys are washing the truck or playing, yeah. you know, whatever. You're right. PlayStation working out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Make sure the fire truck looks real good. No, I'm, yeah. Wash I mean, it again. There's, you know, there were days medical calls. Like, no, I get running it, the ambulance. Yeah. You know, medical calls for. 
You know the you know the, the old history foot. battle. Oh yeah, the cops it's back and, the and forth. Yeah, it's fine. You know we yeah. we've had that. We you know we we, we we brought donuts to y'all and y'all were behind Hobby Lobby sleeping. So right, it's fine. Right. You know. Right. <laughs> yeah, and we saw your conference room. Yeah. Yeah. Big screen with uh, stadium seating. Yeah, we saw the conference room. <laughs> we were having a good meeting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about new trucks. <laughs> New trucks? New, new, trucks. new trucks. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I had to, what'd you say? <laughs> I, know, I, thought that too. I'm like, what, what was that? <laughs> I don't know what those uh, firefighters do. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, but that's a, good, that's a good battle, though. I mean, but you know what? It's a fun, it's, but at the end of the day. We're always there for each other. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day, no matter what side, law enforcement, fire service, everyone goes home safe. Right. Regardless. Mm-hmm. No matter what. You know, it, I, I've watched, I've watched cops run into burning buildings to help right. pull a firefighter out that went down. And, I mean, because at the end of the day, everyone's going home. We're, we're all on we're the same all, team. We're all brothers and sisters. Yeah, we're all on the same team. So, so yeah, find a group of people, challenge and inspire you, and spend a lot of time, and they will change your life. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's a good transition into that one. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. It's good. It's good. I think that's what we've got here. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, I think the at least the five of us, I mean, just. Oh, you got another one. <laughs> Go ahead, read it. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, it just as good friends like four-leaf clover, hard to find and lucky to have one. Huh. Yeah, because you know what Jen, a five, the five-leaf no, one is very rare. <laughs> I know. It's like a unicorn. That's what it's like. Jed, you're my four-leaf clover. <laughs> hey, but w- what if you find four of them? Then I got good four friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's even rarer. Is that a word? Rarer? Nah, it More is rare. now. You're the teacher. You tell us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't teach. You, you have English. a master's. Here's the educated <laughs> one, too. I don't teach English. <laughs> here, like, here comes Ray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Is rarer a word? No. Oh, well, we missed the drums on that. It's all good. It's all good. You cut them out anyways. We don't need the drums. It's all right. I think I left them in the last episode. Though. You I did. did. <laughs> I did. It was worth it. Um, no, I'm I didn't. Thankful. It is, and it's difficult to have a group of of friends who you can actually, you know, maintain a good relationship with. And it's rare to find an actual group of true friends. And so that's definitely something I should be thankful for is, is you guys right here, because I've had lots of friends, lots of friends. And one of the things I definitely learned, especially being in the, the world that I was in at previously before we even moved out to Hawaii, is that uh, there were just a lot of good time friends. You know, they were they were always hanging out. They were always willing to go wherever we and my wife were going to the show or whatever party it might have been, whatever festival it might have been. But when when we moved out to Hawaii, I think I remember telling Wendy, I think I think I went almost like, you know, a year and a half before one of my old acquaintances called me up. It was like, how's it going? You know, I granted I didn't reach out to anybody either, um, but that's, you know, no one reached out to me. No, they all just kind of vanished into the ether and it's still that way to this day there's a couple of people who i maintain a little bit of contact with one guy who actually now works works for me and he's an old friend of mine from back in minnesota so we still converse some but not as much as we used to i mean we used, we used to hang out every single day but at the same time 
that it's not the same type of friendship. I think there is something that, that being Christians brings to the table that can't be ignored. And I'm not saying you can't find good friends outside of church, but I don't think they'll ever be the same type of friend that you'll find inside coming from a church because there's, there's just something extra that comes to it, not just the camaraderie, but there's also the, the level of, of um, what's the word I'm looking for, conviction or the, 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 the attitude that we are here to lift each other up but to also, you know, say, hey, hold on, that's maybe maybe that's not the right thing to be doing or right thing to be saying. And I'm not saying any of us have, you know, doing anything wrong right now that I want to call out. I'm just saying, I know that if we were, somebody would. Shh, not that I'm gonna bring up on the podcast anyway. <laughs> but I, it's you guys. But we all have that relationship with Jesus in common. So that's what I was about much. to say. That's what it is. Is we have that common bond. Yeah, you know, and and Jesus calls us as Christians to serve, right? And so mm-hmm. your non-Christian friends, it's about self. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I think back to my friends that I've had over the years, and my non-Christian friends, it was what could they get out of me being their friend, as opposed to us, where it's more of hey, how can I help you as your friend? How can I serve you as your friend? So I think that right is probably where. To, to go with what you're talking about, I think that's where it's at on why, like, how, like, our bond that we have within our friendship is so, so strong is, you know, I think we could even go, we could probably go a week without talking to each other, and we'd still pick up on the same conversation, no problem. Yep. yep. Because we have that common bond. Yep. And I know that in a heartbeat, if any one of us needed something or was there was trouble, we'd be there. We'd be right there. And it's... um it's something that is is definitely a different feeling than I've had and than maybe ever, you know? Exactly. I feel the same way. Cause you get your good friends, you get your friends you hang out with. And then it's like you said, you know, I'd call upon them and yeah, well, you know, if I call you guys, it's like, yeah, I'll get there a day or two later, but yeah, I'll be there. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I enjoy this. this. I think it's like I said before, this is what I was really wanting because I it was self. I can do all this myself, you know. And nowadays it's like, man, I'm glad those guys are here. I need some help. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I appreciate each and every one of you. So. You took my uh, scripture, so I only oh, got one sorry. quote left now. So. I'm whatever Sorry. you guys want to call it. Hmm, that's good. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know what? We might do the short one before the, yeah. the people that want it shorter. All right. Yeah. I don't have an hour and a half to listen to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk, talk about, about cops again. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> don't get me started. Yeah. T- talk about being simple took forever. Yeah. And if I talk about that stuff, my wife won't listen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, you guys all hit it, right? I mean, it is the friendship that we have, and, you know, that's what I'm thankful for. You know, I have, uh, you know, a handful of other good buddies, too, that are the same way. I'd call them, and, man, they'd be down here in a heartbeat, or, you know, we might not talk for a few months, but we pick right back up. Yep. So, I mean, it, it, is, uh, it is. It is a different friendship because you're right. Because, like, you know, my mindset is, you know, how can I serve you? 
you know, what could I do for you? Yeah. You know, not having these selfish intentions of, you know, man, if I become friends with him, maybe he might be, you know, give me this or give me that or, you know, whatever. I, you know, I, you know, I think we've all done that. You know, we've all been there. But when you try, when you find that good friendship and the good godly men to hang out with and to encourage you, to uplift you, yeah, you can't explain it. You really can't. I mean, it's hard to explain. Your wants turns into needs. Like, I need time with my guys. Oh, yeah. I need time with this or I need, you know. Yeah, the fellowship, and that's, and that's something yeah. other people don't understand, though. Yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah, I mean, people out there that are listening, I, I mean, that's what I would tell you to try to find, you know, those those men or, or women to yeah. to be the you know godly friends with, and and maybe we need to change our outlook on that, not just look at ourselves and how can I benefit from being a friend, but how can I serve yep. you as a friend? Yep. You know, that might change people's friendships there. And then, you know, we can look back and, you know, like we do all the time. We're just thankful. Yep. I mean, but, you look back at just the accomplishments that we've done in the last couple of years, and it's not all just us, but I'm just saying none of that could happen if we wasn't a team to be able to kickstart right, this. Right. So, yeah. I mean – we're still in the process of everything. Oh, yeah. In the same sense, we're all standing here doing the process. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you got to be thankful for that. I mean, there's The not, process. I'm thankful for the, pro- the journey. Exactly. The, journey. the journey. That's why I tell yeah. my kids all the time. I says, when they're struggling and they're doing stuff like that, I'm like, be thankful for the journey right now. Yeah. And you can't enjoy do the, journey the journey alone. No, you can't. You can't. Mm-hmm. No. You got to. It's but, too hard. Yeah. Sometimes the journey is the. The best part of it before you get to right. the accomplishment. No, you're right. Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely correct. Yeah, yep. The reward. The mm-hmm. reward. So we've been talking about being thankful. Did we ever define what that meant? Uh, turkey and ham. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you said Thanksgiving. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> turkey, ham, apple pie, <laughs> pumpkin pie. Yeah. What's 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 a food that starts with N? Nanner pudding. Uh, <laughs> what? What did you just say? <laughs> Nanner pudding? <laughs> I, I think. I think. I thought El- that was Jed like auctioneering already. <laughs> I think Elvis is the only one who can get away with that. <laughs> Nanner and peanut butter. Oh. <laughs> so calm down over there. I was, yeah. just, I was just thinking of foods that start with the letters of Thanksgiving. Oh, you would as a teacher. <laughs> I would as somebody who didn't eat for the last couple of days being sick. Too. All right. Oh, yeah. I'll do. It's going could, around. Yeah, oh. but I could tell when I was better because my appetite came back yeah. and I started eating everything. <laughs> and it's weird. I'm opposite. Oh, really? Like when I'm sick, oh, man, dude, I just I eat, eat just anything. garbage. Ta- Taylor brought I don't know home. what it is. Tuesday night, Taylor ordered a, a cannonball out of uh, – uh, Pea Ridge mm-hmm. And it was like Hamburger steak And mashed potatoes Which they make One of the best Hamburger steaks I've had Oh really Yeah I love it And uh, I ate like A quarter of my Hamburger steak Two bites of my Mashed potatoes Put it up And went back to sleep mm. At 6.30 That's what that she said it. You're sick aren't you <laughs> yeah, oh, Well <laughs> She already knew that Because I was asleep When she got home Yeah Yeah, yeah. I mean I, So Care how no, sick you are You don't waste that stuff Come on <laughs> no, it's, in my fr- it's in my fridge Yeah to eat, But yeah, I don't eat I mm. lost three pounds In two days Wow From not eating 
Not me. I probably gained 10 when I was sick last week. <laughs> I'd eat the hamburger steak and a box of Little Debbie's. Going <laughs> yeah, <right. right. laughs> I don't know what, what it is, man. Is I, just, I just eat fast food, just greasy food. That's all I want when oh, I'm sick. Because like, I, don't, I don't nap at all. Yeah. You'll but get when, to but when I'm But when I'm sick, I fall asleep and nap. Mm-hmm. And so that's Taylor knows I'm sick because I sleep hmm. during the day. If the sun's up, I'm awake. Oh yeah, I'm, well, I'm sick. I wish <laughs> I was no, and that's, a nap. that's my mindset. You know, if the sun's up, I'm I'm awake unless yeah. I'm sick, and then yeah. not all of us can take naps. Nope. I don't know why you're I looking at me because I, I don't take naps. I, don't, just, I always glance over that way towards right. you. Look yep. at Randy. Yeah, Randy takes naps. Yeah. Well, I used to tell Taylor I'm not a teacher, so I can't take naps. But <laughs> I can't tell her that now. Yeah. <laughs> Mandated nap time. So, oh, anyway, so back to the definition of thankfulness. What's it mean to be thankful? Because we've talked about it. Well, we, yeah. We've talked I mean, about what we're thankful for, right? And then, you know, it's a you, you know you appreciate things. I mean, you appreciate the things that you're thankful for. You know, I don't know what the true Webster. Right. That's fine. Dictionary. Randy's pulling it up. <laughs> yeah. What is the meaning? I just want to know what you. But what that, that's mine. What's your definition? You know, just appreciate is. it. You know, just pre- I, is that even a word? I don't know. But appreciate, <laughs> appreciated. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It is a word. Nice. It is sweet. It is because you are appreciated. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that was the thing too. Moving to Arkansas, everyone, man, I appreciate you. I appreciate <laughs> you. I'm like, what? No, what? you don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's just what we say. Yeah. Ray, do you have one? Yeah, here you go. Because he's leaning over like he does. Oh, I'm gonna get him a mic here soon. Yeah, yeah we'll work it out. Um, well, yeah, actually, I, you know, I don't know what the actual Webster's de- de- definition is. I'm sure Randy will tell us, but I definitely <laughs> it's 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 having a a gratitude for something that I think you you don't necessarily deserve. I guess is what I was kind of go for, or something that you know you didn't do anything for true thankfulness, like being thankful for, you know, the Lord's salvation and, and the grace that he gives us is something, again, just having that un- overwhelming knowledge that you don't deserve it and yet it's yours and it, you can accept it. And just, it's your only way to give back kind of, it's your only way to, to show some sort of, again, saying the word gratitude for what you have. What do you got, Jed? I think they both hit on just about what I was going to say. Yeah. It's to be grateful, appreciative of stuff that you don't deserve. That's where I yeah. was getting. That's where I was getting at right there. Uh, being grateful for things you don't deserve. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it means. You to be had thankful. me pegged for that answer, didn't you? <laughs> I did. I did actually. <laughs> I, I knew it was coming from you. Go ahead. Uh, one says pleased and relieved, and another one says expressing gratitude and relief. Because I just think on the season of Thanksgiving, you know, we and we celebrate with food. And in today's society, I think Thanksgiving's being overlooked now. Mm-hmm. Would you agree to that? I'd agree. Yeah. I th- I, yeah, I don't think, you know, you talk about Thanksgiving and all everyone talks about is the food. Because, right, they talk about the food, but we look at Halloween, where we get to play dress up, 
And then we look forward to Christmas where we get gifts. Not where we get to give gifts, but where we get. And so we totally skip over Thanksgiving. Our marketing has skipped completely over Thanksgiving. That's exactly where it's at, right (laughs) there. Yes. Well, Daniel, one point here is since you're the only one who's not a father, once you become a father, you don't really get gifts anymore. (laughs) It's it's all about giving. Um, Yeah, it's uh, all about giving. giving I'll just just tell you that once once I started getting nephews and, and nieces, I told all them, I said, this is for don't get me anything like i told my brothers and sisters and he, even taylor's brother i was like don't get us nothing we're giving gifts to the kids y'all don't get nothing the kids get it and then mom the mm-hmm. kids and mom and that's it <laughs> yeah. that's it like don't my mom, leave mom out <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah like my mom my mom gets two because her birthday's december 20th and then christmas you know so they're right there together but that's what I told him. I'm like, you got kids. That's who I'm giving gifts to. Don't get me nothing. You spend whatever you're going to spend on me on their presents, you know. And so it's been that way now for seven or eight years. That's that's how old my oldest nephew is. He's is, is about eight years old. So Yeah, you're just happy to get the, you know, socks or a nice new flannel. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, like last year, because they, they'd, always, they'd always steal my cowboy hats every family time we were together. And so last year for Christmas, I bought them all cowboy hats. And so, you know, they put them on, and we took pictures together, and they were so excited for cowboy hat that I bought from Gavinders. <laughs> but, you know, that's the same way. I was – I think when I got my first cowboy hat, I was two years old. That's the first time I rode a horse was two years old. And, you know, so, I mean, I was the you same. You waited a long time. Do what? You waited a long time to I, get on well, your first horse. I know. I did. I did. And, yeah, and I'm yep. – but unfortunately, my my nephews and, and my niece are having to wait a long time too to ride their first horse because I don't have the land right now to to get one. Yeah, but don't worry about it. I'll get it and I'll You'll put them on it. one. They can still come over and ride ours. Hey, I've invited them up here. I'm trying to get them to come up. I'm trying to get them to come up. And if they do, I'm hollering at you because I'll put them on. But I still want a dirt bike under the tree. That's all I always wanted was I was a kid. I wanted a dirt bike. Never got it. Never got it. A, a dirt bike or a dirty bike? Dirt bike. Oh, okay. I was like, because I got a bicycle in the garage. I can throw dirt on it. Yeah. Give it to I, you. I always wanted a dirt bike. I don't know what it was. But... No. Because my friends had them. <laughs> Probably. No, I just think. I just think. Well, things... you did live in the desert, so oh, I mean, did. you should have yeah. had one. You, you just went cool. No, we had the three wheelers back then. Yeah. <laughs> The bike of death. Yeah, those have been outlawed now, right? Because yeah. people died. <laughs> right. Yeah. They were fun. Oh man, they were. They fun. were a I blast. remember flipping one too. I remember those oh, things. So much fun. Turning on one wheel. <laughs> See, we had snowmobiles up in Minnesota, so mm, those not, not much better. <laughs> those ain't been banned yet. It's like a dirt bike on snow, isn't it? it is. <laughs> it's more like a three wheeler on it's snow. Three wheeler <laughs> on snow, <laughs> just as dangerous. So no, I, this was a good one, Randy. That's something that gets overlooked. Thanksgiving, I mean, Thanksgiving does. We, you know, we sit down, we eat, we watch football. And that's what we do. That's our Thanksgiving traditions. And, and I think I'm going to change that. Before we ever have kids, I'm changing that. You know, our new Thanksgiving tradition is going to be talking about what we're thankful for. 
yeah, my wife actually started trying to bring that in as soon as we were saved, actually. The first Thanksgiving we went to was with a bunch of people that I worked with at the coffee farm because that was the only family we really had at the time. And, and uh, yeah, would, you know, there wasn't a single word of what are we thankful for, graciousness. It was all just about, you know, it was just a party. It was just people drinking and people partying and talking about food. That's all it was. And it really, I mean, I miss going way back to the Thanksgivings we did when I was a kid. My uh, mom's family is almost always, we went over there because they had the type of family where, you know, everybody got together. I mean, there was, there was some Thanksgivings where there was probably 60, 70 people there, you know, second cousins and great uncles and just the house was jam packed with people. And I always, as a kid, just loved it, looked forward to it, and just thought that was just how it was. And uh, it's definitely something I, I'm thankful for now <laughs> that I had those experiences, but it's definitely something that, that I miss, and I couldn't even recreate now if I wanted to, because again, I'm just we're, my, our family is just not that close in that way. Even if I invited them all and told them I'd pay for it all, I know they wouldn't all come. So You know, now you can buy your Thanksgiving meal from Cracker Barrel. I mean, Cracker Barrel does make some pretty good food. I, I know, but <laughs> delicious. But I just think about that. You buy it from Cracker Barrel, you eat, and then you run. You know, and and I think about like you said, growing up. One of the things I'm I'm most thankful for is growing up, spending time at Grandma's house while Grandma was cooking everything. Mm-hmm. You know, sitting in the kitchen learning how to cook from Grandma because you're watching her, or out in the yard playing with your cousins. Try not to get whooped by Grandpa because you touched <laughs> the ceramic figurines and knocked one over and broke it, so you're running. Or playing football and landed in the cactus. Yeah, well. Um, or Derek, maybe. But that yeah. was Derek. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and grandma I don't know how... had cactuses in her yard. Oh, uh, Grandma did. You know, but that's, but that's what – you don't do that now. Now you order your, your meal and you eat and you run to the next Thanksgiving whatever or, or you run and do whatever you want or – wasn't it amazing how Grandma always made every single person's favorite dish? What was your no. favorite? What was your favorite Thanksgiving dish? That well, that my grandma made. It was her. Uh, she called them roadside potatoes. Yeah, basically. from Grandma. Your yeah. grandma's favorite Thanksgiving dish. Well, yours from roadside. Grandma. Does that make sense? Basically, like scallop potatoes, but it had Ooh. bacon in there too, and it was cubed instead of sliced. But okay. she called them roadsides. Oh, they were so good. <laughs> okay. There. I gotta think about it because. Our Thanksgiving too. I mean, we lived in we lived in Arizona, and we didn't have family that was close to us. You know, they yeah. you know they're all over the states. And well, think about growing up. Can you think back that far? <laughs> Has he grown up? He didn't know. Like, he didn't no. like food back. Sorry, then. I meant as a kid. <laughs> we we all know Randy, so we're skipping that. One. I say I, was, uh, I got a good one. Y'all go ahead. Yeah, I wasn't a turkey fan. You know. I'm, yeah. I just love ham, and so I know my mom used to get uh, honey baked ham, and I, man, I loved it. And that's what we're doing this year too. Are you? Oh uh-huh, yeah, can't wait. There you go. <laughs> Grandma's chicken and noodles. Chicken and noodles. Yep, homemade okay. noodles and yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. Got it. to help make them too. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that the best when she lets you help make them? Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. 
Go okay, ahead, Randy. Mm. Chicken. Okay, yeah. so I like chicken tenders. <laughs> so growing up, my favorite was chicken nuggets. Growing up, I wasn't spoiled as you all think I was. All right, they didn't make me chicken back in the day. All right, <laughs> but I'll throw this out there before I tell you what foods we had. Uh, if I remember right, and I'm correct, uh, Jim, my father-in-law, he does try to implement the let's say a thankful word before we start doing our uh, Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, if I remember right, we do that. And I know, like, during Christmas time, he'll set the kids down and go through the Christmas story of, of you know, the wise men and all that. So, I mean, we, we do kind of do a little bit of traditional stuff like that. But All right, so the foods I grew up with, I am the part of the Native American side. So going down to uh, Thanksgiving dinner with my aunts and uncles and family, we had all kinds of fried foods. We had the fried taters, fried bread. Mm. Uh, they'd made mashed potatoes and gravy too. They, I mean, anything you can make, potato salads. I mean, yeah, too so, much fried food in my life. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh my gosh, so potatoes. Yeah, so they had they had uh, the ham, the turkey, and I don't think they started doing the chicken strips or anything until later in life with all the other grand grandkids and all that because they didn't want to eat all the turkey and stuff so nowadays yes i think it was my mother-in-law that spoiled me on that she was awesome anytime i come over she just makes me chicken strips it doesn't matter what she makes so did you get or my wife they just throw chicken in the <laughs> oven because i probably don't like what they're making anyway but did you get to move back to the kids table Oh, no, 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 no. He, he I'm, I'm too loud never, for the kids. He never left. He never <laughs> left the kids' table. Yeah. So, yeah, we had we had all types of fried foods and different stuff that I don't want to go back to. <laughs> so, yeah. Very nice. I think for me, um, a couple of things Grandma made. Grandma made, uh, man, probably some of the best chicken and dumplings, homemade Mm-hmm. Dumplings, you know, it's the same thing. She lets you yep. help her make it. Yeah, you know, I remember standing in the kitchen. I mean, probably a kitchen no bigger than this room that we're in right now, sitting in there making dumplings with her. Um, and then she made a uh, Mississippi mud pie. I don't know. Have you ever? I don't. Even, I don't even know what's all in that thing. I don't know what's in it. That it must be like a pine bluff thing because she makes that, and I was like, my goodness, this will make you want to slap your mama. It was good. <laughs> did y'all hear that accent that come out of his mouth? <laughs> yeah, when he did that? That was <laughs> I tell you what. Are you Daniel? No. It, I'm it, from Southern Arkansas. It does it slips out every now and again. Um but then my dad he would do smoked turkey. So he we wouldn't deep fry it, we'd smoke it. Yeah. And we'd spend, you know, I mean, good twenty four hours smoking the turkey and that was that was better than anything. I mean, besides the chicken and dumplings, but I'm I'm sure that my family had stuff like that too. But you know me, I just bypass all that nonsense and just get my mashed potatoes and gravy and fried taters <laughs> and and, and uh, what else? Chicken tenders. Chicken tenders. Uh, but you say the the deep fried. Yeah, they had deep fried turkeys and and. Baked turkeys and hams, and I mean, oh. if it if it could be fried, they'd they'd fried it. You know, I'm not a fan of deep fried turkey. I'm just not. 
Try this one. This is what I did last year. I smoked a turkey yeah. and then deep fried it. Just to finish it. That, yeah, just to finish it. It locked in the smoke flavor. That I might be able good. to get behind. It was good. Mm, I just, I don't know. Deep fried is just not my thing for a turkey. Well, I was, I wasn't actually the biggest fan of turkey either until um, Food Network saved the turkey for me and yeah. for my mom. Really, she, she. I don't remember what she watched. She watched something. We're like, oh, you got to brine the turkey first for like t- at least 24 hours. Brine and, it? Yeah, soak it in a heavy salt brine yeah. with like garlic and other seasonings just in that yeah. water. And it is it is almost impossible to dry your turkey out if you brine it right. Oh, as soon yeah. as she did that, all of a sudden it was just juicy, just like chicken. Yeah. And I, oh, I, I miss the dark meat. That's my favorite well, I mean, part of the turkey is oh, the dark yeah. meat. Dark I mean, meat. <laughs> smoking it, you can dry it out easy, but you got to spritz it. You know, spray it with the bottle, spritz it. That's what that means, Randy. Spray with the bottle. Okay. No. <laughs> that's not right. Is that a pinky up? Yeah. That's, that's not a pinky up thing. Oh, what I forgot was, oh, I love macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Homemade? Oh, it's whatever they put in front of me. <laughs> yeah. I hate it. T- Taylor's picky. She's a crafts only type of mac and cheese. I, I will tell you this. Growing up, it's always been out of box. When I married my wife, she put like you know noodles and Velveeta, and I thought I was in heaven. I, was I like, love. <laughs> never had it this way. This is fancy stuff. I so, love homemade mac and cheese. That's good so, too. Yeah. Was so, that when you moved to Bentonville? I just love uh, no, I was a little bit before that. <laughs> oh, okay. I know Derek was going to ask. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had fancy stuff before I went to Bentonville. <laughs> Just okay. mac and cheese. That's it. <laughs> just nothing mac and else. They, they don't let you in if you're not fancy. Yeah, right. that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And they ask if you got anything fancy. It means you drink your tea out of a real glass and not plastic cups. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink tea, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, you got anything else on being thankful? Anybody? Oh, I think that's good. Hey, so let's end it with this right here. Go ahead, tell us something that God's done for you. I've got one more week. thing. Oh my Hold goodness! Yourself. I just asked if you did. And you no didn't give me up. time to. Answer. You looked at Derek. He's right. facilitating. Oh, sorry. Hey. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> All right, my last quote of the night: Time and good friends are two things that become more valuable the older you get. That is true. Hey. Now that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. See, I didn't know that was your last one because again. It's not highlighted in blue. That's a good quote, though. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to others, I got, I got to calm down. I, I had something for you that I wasn't on my piece of paper. <laughs> that's no. a good. That's a good quote, though. Time and good friends are two things that become more valuable. Yeah, most definitely. But I think they become less too the older you get. You have less time to, I feel like you have less time to do things and and probably less of good friends just because life gets busy. I disagree. Yeah, uh, no. I disagree. Yeah, you got to make the time. Mm. You make the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. You got to make the time. Because, I mean, when, when you set your priorities, you can, you know, you, you set that priority for your friends, uh, you know. You're not gonna have. You're not gonna be too busy. Um, but I mean, like this, like for me, like I'm busy all the time. I mean, it doesn't matter. I'm. I have forty million things going on all at once. But 
you know, when somebody needs something or, you know, we want to do something as friends, I'll make that time. Well, yeah. You know, so I, I, I try not to use as use that as an excuse, but my thing, everything just I, my new saying, it's on the list. I'll make time for Randy. I'll make time for any of you guys. Whatever I was doing, it goes back on the list. I'll get to it. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> that. You. You're welcome. <laughs> get you. I hear you there. I hear you. I like it. I like it. Anything uh, else? I am done. Facilitator. <laughs> I am done. Hey. I do appreciate all the input. That that was an awesome little session there, and I'm glad we kind of found that quote and kind of broke off into that because I think I think we do need to take a second and figure out what we are thankful for mm-hmm. because, I mean, we have many of blessings. And before I would sit here and, you know, like we said, I don't deserve that, but who is it to say other than God to tell you what he deserves to give you for blessings? So thankful everything we have and all our blessings and all our good friendships yep there you go so we've talked about being thankful let's talk about uh tell me something god's done for you this week start off to my right with no mic i'll uh actually i was really really grateful that um snowed real nice the other day and i got to build the first snowman with my daughter she has you know lived in Hawaii since she can remember basically and was too young to do anything like that when we moved from Minnesota. So we got to, uh, and it was at 10 at night cause that was when the snow was coming and when the snow was thick. But I was like, you know what? It was like, put on your coat, put on your boots. Let's go outside and make a snowman. There you go. And, uh, that was, it was real fun. It was, and she's enjoyed it thoroughly and it was a great experience. And, uh, you know, unfortunately my wife couldn't make it out to, to be part of it because she just wasn't feeling good at the time. But, you know, we got some pictures and, and she got to see it in the morning and stuff. But that was really, really good. Just some something simple, but yet still incredibly satisfying. Did it survive today? It is still up today. It is much smaller and uh, it's lost all of its face and one of the arms fell off, but I, I stuck it back in there. How big was it to start with? Uh, it was actually taller than Harmony. It really? was almost as tall as me. We made a big snowman. And we didn't get a lot of snow up here. No, we cleared the entire front yard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just kept rolling it up and rolling it up. Wow. Yeah. It, it was time to mow the yard after he got done. Well, the snowman was a, a half snow, half grass because the grass was so dead it just pulled up all kinds of dead grass with it but that's wow. all good i got a, i got a picture i'll show you later yeah <laughs> maybe i'll post cool. one on the uh post the that website on, post too. That, yeah hey post that on our pages yeah people can see the <laughs> uh, cool. the snowman we made yeah. spiritual debriefing snowman yeah well we got all the test results back from my wife um you know she had that heart issue and uh she got dizzy and you know, couldn't even remember like her phone number or anything. That time I took her to the ER, and what's what's really odd is all her test results come back negative for anything. She's fine. Like everything is normal. Her heart's normal. Everything is good. That's not odd. Yeah, that's answered prayers. Right, right. So I mean, it's it's that was a blessing. I mean, yeah. we get all everything back and everything's fine. Awesome. Everything's good. So yeah, that was a good one. Awesome. <laughs> okay. It's all you, Jed. All me. Say it real fast in your auction voice. 
auction voice. Okay. <laughs> step up, step up so we can see you and hear you. Okay, I'm up against the mic here. There you are. Yep. I just feel like it's a real blessing to be here last night and to be here tonight. You know, we was talking earlier before we started recording. If somebody can't be here, we're going to try to keep and go on and everything. And I know it'll be great. God's got a plan for all of us. That's why we're here. It's just has to be. There's no other answers. But just to be able to be here is a blessing to be with you guys. It's not a job like we've said. It's just pure whatever. I mean, this is where I want to be. Even though I'm the quiet one, <laughs> I still want to be here. <laughs> and that that's really my blessing of the week, to be able to see you guys twice in one week, three times in one <laughs> week. It's great. <laughs> four times. Yeah, four times. <laughs> what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> I'm sure we'll have something going. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a home football game. Home football game. I got a word. Last one of the season. Will you take Randy? No. To, to raise your back game? Yeah. No. Take Randy. How about no? <laughs> uh, not not against Ole Miss. <laughs> Go Ole Miss. You done now? I wait. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You got something? No, I'm oh. good. I'm good. You sure? Yeah. Go for it. No, I'm good. Um. Man, there's probably a lot of things I've probably overlooked, but I think I think one good thing is that God's blessed us in is uh, we found a person that made our hats, and I've had a lot of feedback on that, even from the person that made our hats. She had some questions, and we answered that. And just even last night passing out hats, we had a few of our church members ask about it, and man, I just. I guess when it comes down to, I love the support we have from the church. I mean, basically when it comes down to it, they was asking questions. I love the involvement of the preacher enough to just give us a thumbs up every once in a while. So just just having a little bit of, I'd hate to say advertisement, but just everybody having a hat on except for Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> but I know you all can't see it, but we, we got a pretty good thing going here, and I think oh. it's it's pretty good to have people ask us questions about that. So that's a pretty good blessing on that end. So today was Let's go hat, hatless. To, today was hat day at school. Which would have been a perfect opportunity. Okay. Yeah. Today was hat day at school, and so <laughs> you know me. Any, anytime I get a chance to wear my cowboy hats, I'm going to. That's just, I mean, that's just what I'm But you missed the day we all and wore so, cowboy hats to church. So, <laughs> when? Last night? No. No, no it was like, uh, what was it? Was it Easter? Easter. No, was I was, it? I wore my, the day we all wore them, I wore it. I don't remember. Yeah, I was know. part of it. Anyway, so, so when I got home. Now he was. Yeah. Yeah. Now he was. All yeah. right, then. Because I, I even. stand corrected. Because <laughs> Derek. Sit corrected. Derek wore his black one. You wore your dark brown one. So mm-hmm. I wore my light tan one. Yep. So we none of us would really match. Mm-hmm. I, so anyway, so I got home and, and I put on my spiritual debriefing hat. Um, and Taylor looked at me and she goes, you either look like Derek <laughs> Or a new country singer. <laughs> so I took it off and put my cowboy Yeah, he's like, I don't want to look like Dirk. So I said, I really don't want to look like That was like the either. worst compliment ever. <laughs> I said, I don't want to look like either right now. The new Dirk. 
Dirk, I guess. The, the new Dirk country singer. <laughs> you uh, you did expand your music vocabulary, I, I, I guess. Oh, anyway, so what God has done for me this week. Let's get back to that. All right. Um, God made me stop and rest. And, and I'm thankful for that. Because uh, I think, you know, it's like like you said, none of us really have the time, right? Because we, we all try to find stuff that just keeps us going busy, busy, busy. But God finally said, you know what? You've got to rest. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why God put a day of rest when he created things. Yes. And so, um, and so I'm thankful God did that. You know, I need, I needed that, that rest time. Now it took me away from here last night, but which I hate, um, I hate missing church cause I love being here. Um, you know, I don't, I don't see this as a job. I, I see it as, as getting to be with, with family. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I call, I call this church family. And so, um, I hate not being around family, but, but I'm glad God made me sit and rest for a while. So that's what I got. You're good. Yeah. I don't right. need the rest. Hey, close us in prayer, Randy. All right. I want to say last thing is everybody have a safe Thanksgiving and good travels. And we'll end the prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for this day and thank you for the, be able to come together and talk on this podcast and I just want to ask that you uh, allow us to have a good Thanksgiving and travels through our next week Uh, I just want to encourage everybody to be able to uh, lift up uh, their thankfulness and their praises to you and just uh, be with us in this podcast and our church and our families just uh, keep us safe in Jesus name, Amen Thank you for listening to Spiritual Debriefing, a podcast supported by First Baptist Church Hawassi. Please like and subscribe to the podcast so you can be notified when we post new episodes, as well as check out our past episodes. We'll be posting new podcasts every other Thursday. You can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you have questions you'd like us to answer, comments, or feedback on the podcast, please contact us through our social media or email us at dmeadows at fbchawassi.com. Thank you, and we hope God blesses your day.